So, Killers of the Flower Moon, we watched on Friday, open and not open at night, but... Pretty much um, was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so obviously it came out at midnight on on Friday morning, um, and we watched it Friday night, three and a half hours. Um, I was, so I saw this trailer, March, maybe April, and going, that's going to be film of the year, can't wait for that, and... Here we are six months later, and um, that was just really boring, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a very dry movie. It's uh, it's one of those where you've got an all-star cast, um, and it's it, you just you just feel like you know it's going to deliver. And and I, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of DiCaprio, and generally like everything he's in. Um, but this, you know, again, his his performance was good. And I think the performance of Lily Gladstone was good as well, but just and the story for me, the story is intriguing. But this mm, this is where I'm it. it. Yeah, I think that was the problem. So it was a true crime. I did look into that. So okay. that, so this they they based this off a 2017 book called The Osage Murders, basically. So but, but by a true crime though, you mean like this so it's like um, so this was happening to the Osage people in like the early 1900s right um, and this is just taken from that part of history and, and created into this so I mean a lot of the articles I've read are calling it true crime I guess it's just yeah. a you know it's, it's loosely based on real events yeah um, and and but the first thing like it, straight away this thing that I didn't really capture properly and I know the film said actually how rich these people were so like the stakes never felt that high to me because I didn't know how rich these Osage people were but they were the most they were the richest people per capita in the world and the film did suggest that but it didn't like I still did that that for me that still didn't really come across on screen it doesn't really does it Um, yeah so so like through all throughout I just felt the stakes were always really low well I think what you're saying is that there was absolutely no tension hmm and there really wasn't. There was really nothing tense or exciting at all about this movie. I mean, yeah, like, I'm, I completely agree with you. This was oh, this was a massive letdown. Um, Six months I was waiting for this. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, so was I. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is it with movies getting longer? What can possibly justify, like, three hours, 20? Well, it's my theory, isn't it? That you can't tell a story in 90 minutes you can anymore. you're wrong like, and I think, like, you know <laughs> this, this is proving like... it to me because I, you know I've, again I've always said films the ending of films and everything seem to be really tough because they're tied up quickly mm. the directors and the script and the, you know the um, production struggle to actually tie stories up when you've got 10 20 episode seasons that you're able to play out a really well thought out story you can't do that in a, in a 90 minute film or a 2 hour it's film a different kind of and this story. is the, I guess you know this is 3 and a half hours it's here's everything um, mm. but at the same time it was very much here's absolutely nothing absolutely nothing in 3 hours yeah I mean you could have told this story in 90 minutes very easily and you could have done it better like there's yeah. a there's a an intrigue to it I suppose there was almost for like a like a really hot sec at the start like a who done it. Um, mm-hmm. concept because it was like you don't actually know like obviously you do know it's Robert De Niro it's um 
what was his name King Hayes William Hale Hale King Hale yeah William Hale um, you know that he's like essentially the mob boss of uh, Osage and he's leading this conspiracy where he's marrying his family into the Osage people and then murdering the wives so that the inheritance is funneled to him and to his family mm. and he's slowly like usurping power from this family like, mm. like a parasite um, I mean it's an interesting concept mm. it's cool but it does not justify three and a half hours yeah. like it, it can't possibly not without a ton of more like a ton of more stuff in there mm. and for me like this was um, Goodfellas in a different outfit Goodfellas um, the Irishman the Irishman outfit Departed see the part Departed was good well I think well I also think the, the Irishman I- was shit I also think the Irishman <laughs> was good but Goodfellas was good but it's it's like we, we actually spoke about this on the car on the way back like bro do a different kind of movie well exactly <laughs> and he, and he's, but he has like taxi Wolf of Wall Street Wolfie Wall, Wolf of Wall Street the, I mean uh, okay none are coming to mind immediately but like Scorsese's done tons of movies like tons and loads of them are great. I mean, he's an established director. He's like a hero of movie making, isn't he? Like he's up there with everybody else. <laughs> like, and you know, Taxi Driver is one of the most praised movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so's Goodfellas. Um, and I think that's what makes this so egregious. It's, it's a similar thing that's happened to to Jordan Peele and Christopher Nolan. Is that you, when you start off at such a such like a high Mm. When you start off with high bar, yeah, you set your own bar so high. I mean, you know, Jordan Peele's always my favorite example. Coming out with Get Out, which is like one of the best movies ever. Well, I'm okay. That's a that's a huge push. I don't know where that came from, but definitely one of the best movies of that year. To then come out with Us, which was like, yeah, it's It's pretty good. I quite liked. I really enjoyed it actually. I really liked the movie, but it wasn't like as sort of like rounded off, neat and perfect as Get Out was. And then Candyman which is the closest I've ever come to walking out of a movie that was like absolutely terrible well, well someone walked out of this one well yeah that's the thing you know like what well, I think once you've done the one bad movie it cut for me it just shakes me too much mm. like I didn't even want to see Nope because of how bad Candy Bad mm. was and like I don't think Jordan Peele will ever really recover in my eyes unless he comes out with like a real you know, yeah. And that movie that slipped past um, with um, Barbenheimer, uh, they cloned Tyrone. I mean, that's not by Jordan Peele, but it had all of the sort of like the style and all mm. of the sort of themes and like all of the um, the Jordan Peele tropes, really. And it's like, oh, that's kind of what I was looking for next. Yeah, you know? but it wasn't him. But yeah, and you know, it's happened with Scorsese. Like The Irishman came out, and it was so fucking boring. That, like to me, it's just it's just shaking me to the point where I don't think I can really I don't want to watch another Scorsese movie because yeah. I don't want to go back to that fucking boring world he's literally as you say out here putting audiences to sleep yeah so we we had so I had directly behind me a guy full on snoring for two hours <laughs> it was unbelievable um, I thought it was the guy that walked out but it actually wasn't because a guy walked out about an hour and a half in um, and I thought the snoring stopped but <laughs> Not long after that, the guy starts snoring again. I mean, I we thought, went, we went quite late. We did go quite late. We went, well, caught the quarter past nine viewing. Well, that's when the film started. Yeah. Um, you know, and I... Fair enough. I, che- I think I checked. I, I, I don't like checking my, my the time. I really don't. I think you I checked it at least time, twice. Yeah, if you check the time. At least twice. Yeah. I mean, I was 
to the last sort of hour I was checking the time. Here's constantly. the difference. Oppenheimer, I checked the time once. Yeah. That's because I wanted, I was hoping it wasn't nearly over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas this, I was like, if I check the time here and it's, there's still an hour and a half left, how am I going to feel? Mm. And it wasn't going to be good. <laughs> um, and I just wasn't engaged in the film at all. There wasn't enough tension. And I just want to go back to the point you made about um, Robert De Niro's character. Keeping the, again, like this whole thing about keeping the money in the family. I didn't, I never saw a direct child of Robert De Niro's. So like, I, I yeah. understand it's like keeping it in the family, but like keeping it for your nephews. I, I, I don't really get what the whole- I think it was, I think the idea, I think what Scorsese was trying to get across was like, the box stop with William Hale himself. Mm. I mean, the idea was that like it's not about the family at all. That's mm. just like Hale's kind of um, justification. Mm. I guess in the same way that like characters in in his more traditional gangster movies are, you know, like, it's all about honor and family and love. Mm. But actually, like that's a, in a way a facade, and ultimately, like they'll all turn on each other. Mm. And that's Hale as well. You know, he's he's using um, DiCaprio's character. Ernest to um, like you get on, get him in on the scheme and get him to marry into the Osages and and he's saying you know oh yeah it's, it's you and me sort of thing but you strongly get the impression that once Ernest's wife is dead too from the poison or whatever and like the the goal is achieved what's stopping Hayes I keep on him Hayes what what's stopping Hale mm-hmm. from offing Ernest as well so what actually happened because I read into this very slightly is is because of the oil that was available um, in Osage country, I think that's what it was referred to, because of the oil that was available, you know, these people were, you know, unbelievably rich and and white people did marry into these and and were murdering these people. So generation, you know, Mm. generations down the line of, that they would would, would build these, white power families basically yeah, from yeah, oils yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 that's so that is what's happened and and it was so i was just looking at the hale character and thinking okay well you you know you're inspired by this story and and then you've kind of not really like even attempted to actually show the impact that this is going to have for you know for generations yeah. of you know of, of um, native americans mm. and and white people you know what what's what happens but to, well, we, we kind of know. <laughs> um, um, you know, what happens to these two groups of people because of yeah, the actions of, of like, those yeah, greedy white people? What are the actual ramifications and of history? I'm just trying to work out, is this Thanksgiving weekend or is that... No, that's... Uh, next month. Next month? Yeah, so it's actually next month. Oh, okay. But like, so there's... I, I And I, again, I was saying this to you after the film. I just feel like I don't want to do... From a viewing perspective, I don't want to do um, the Native American community a disservice. Yeah, I know what you mean. But you were kind of saying that Scorsese's done a disservice here. Mm, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think like this is maybe a little bit of a controversial one, but I don't think it's a story's response or a writer's responsibility to be doing services to particular. I don't know minorities stories whatever aspects of a community like social issues mm-hmm. like okay great if you can do it like awesome but like ultimately like the the worst thing you can be is not entertaining 
like the biggest sin you can commit as a mm. writer is to not be entertaining mm. and that's what Scorsese's achieved here so everything else is secondary mm. because of how boring this was it doesn't matter that he was trying to shine a light on an untold story and an, in, an insidious method that white people use to usurp money and power and destroy Indian communities and native people like that is important but you've been so boring with it I, mm. I might as well have read the Wikipedia page you know yeah um, I think it's really important when stories do that but the worst thing can be is boring do you know what beat this in the box office I'll give you well go on have a guess uh, I don't even know what's coming out what's, what, what else is out at the minute I've no idea I couldn't you wouldn't get it in a million years um, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour concert movie that actually doesn't surprise me so Taylor Swift is now uh, Taylor Swift's concert movie is now the highest grossing uh, concert movie ever it's grossed 100 million in the box office yeah that's wild isn't it? Uh, 31 million this the weekend just passed and Killers of the Flower Moon 23 million so maybe we're, reviewed, we're reviewing the wrong film <laughs> um <laughs> We we are alone in our criticism. Well, you know, there's not many on our on our side. Um, you know, we've got masterpiece. Um, Where are you getting this? To be fair, everyone's just calling it a masterpiece. Except <laughs> exceptional filmmaking. Um, look, the the thing is, I really want to like this movie. Like, I, I, I really want to because, like, I I know we were talking about. I, I think the actual. The thing around, you know, the, the white communities coming in and just mm. savagely killing natives for, for just for pet wealth and power, mm. is is really interesting. And and it's and it's mm. something it's something that can be. I, I feel like someone can tell that story. Yeah. In a more engaging way, I just really do. I think, but this is gonna. I think this is gonna set the standard. Because the critical world, and I and and I don't understand, but the critical world absolutely loves this. Yeah, but then I, see, I think that's a testament to like Scorsese's name and the power of a big name in Hollywood. Like you know, if you can do no wrong, yeah, almost, yeah. Like like Nolan can do no wrong, and in, in to an extent, I don't even I think even Peel is like absolved of any wrong, not literal wrongdoing, but you know, like poor writing, mm. because. You, they, you know, these are established characters I mean especially like the likes of Scorsese yeah. like there's no way anyone's really going to turn around and be like nah that was a disaster I mean you know it's like the cinematography like the choice of shots the acting was very good but like I hate all this like oh yeah Scorsese gets the best out of his cast like nah the script does I appreciate that a director obviously is like the coach and is like you know the sort of the artist really is like prompts and all that kind of thing but like really it should be the story it should be mm. the characters themselves that are there and they weren't like mm. what was like Ernest was quite an interesting character yeah. his wife wasn't Hayley wasn't uh, do you know what I think Glad fact, actually no one else was I, I think Gladstone gets Academy Award for this I do what, she's what's she up against uh, Margot Robbie to be honest she's, <laughs> she, she's, a, she's up against Margot Robbie and Barbie, Barbie. um She's up against maybe Scarlett Johansson in Asteroid she? City. Nah. I, I, I think Lily Gladstone is an Academy uh, yeah, Award winner she, here. I mean, I'm sorry. like you Again, that, that, that award ceremony is probably a bit of a farce, to be fair. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but I just, 
I think she's going to get that recognition. Uh, she probably will, but like this is one of those things where it's like, oh, so you no. think she was dull and boring and didn't have much personality, and I thought it was a well-crafted character. Like, I could tell she knew what she was meant to be doing in that role. Yeah, fine, but I, I, as I said, like, as you're saying, like, which I is nothing, arguably. <laughs> this is yeah, one of those things where everyone's going to go, oh, it's a really important story and it needed to be told and Scorsese's mm. a genius, so it's incredible. Like, that role was so boring. So many scenes in this were her just looking at Leo and Leo just looking back and, like, you know, the sort of... Just this this droll, like, depressing, slow... Like, it, oh, there was no tension. The plot had absolutely zero pace. And it... Like the characters are partly at fault. Mm. Like, no, no, I wasn't interested in anybody. At any point, were you invested in the plight of any of these characters? Like, obviously, you you are horrified by what's happening to the native community, but then Scorsese sticks you in a teepee with them sitting around, you know, in the meeting, and there was like this still, like the stationary frame, the stationary shot on that one. Osage member or like one of the the original 20 odd families or whatever mm-hmm. he's talking like an American member of Congress for like a three minute shot mm. four minutes five minutes I don't know and it's like this is horrible the yeah. entire movie felt like being in a meeting full of Americans mm. that like can't get to the point that's interesting <laughs> but it's, it's one of those because um, an interesting thing I read was and the answer to your question is not really. I did, I, there's no one that I was invest, no one character I was invested in. Um, so Jesse Plemons, I'd complained showing up for like an hour. Yeah, that, that, that he, two hours in or something. That you know, I was waiting for the film to finish, and then Jesse Plemons turns up. And, and I was, was yeah, I was three like, hours in. So, yeah, so, <laughs> I was so just like, like, oh god, okay. Like so we're here for a while. Act, yeah, um, and uh, so apparently, so I, I just, I said that. Jesse Plemons and the federal government would would add some tension throughout the movie if you brought them in at the start. Um, and apparently Scorsese purposely left Plemons out because he didn't want Jesse Plemons to be a hero of a very sad story. Um, yeah, fair. Or, the, you know, the white federal agent to be the, the hero yeah, of a very I get sad that. story. Yeah, I get that. But... but the story just, didn't feel it, that, it, that sad. It, like... Like, if, it's sad if you also read the Osage Murders true crime book. You yeah, know. but then just but, read the book. But, like, <laughs> other than that, it was almost, for me, it was vast. It was nothingness. And actually, please bring Plemons in that, and uh, get him to solve it all because it start, for me, it started to get way more interesting when he was turning up to people's salons and questioning mm. them. Well, that and actually you still added, didn't even get that too, too much of that, to be yeah, honest. that added like a tiny flavour of tension. Yeah, um, and, and, I, and I, I guess I, I need a bit of tension. Well, I think everybody does. Yeah. Like, you need, a bit of, you need a bit of risk conflict yeah. to make a story. And, I mean, the first two hours, the, the Osage people, like, no disrespect to them, but put up absolutely no fight whatsoever. Mm. They're, just let, they're just letting it happen. And, like, how are, how are they having town meetings with a couple of white guys in that? I don't really get that well, Because there are people embedded into the Osage community. At um, this point, we're a multi... A multi yeah, yeah, but, but the, yeah. I mean, but they're going on about white people killing them, and there's the white people helping them call the shots. Yeah, including, um, obviously, Hale himself. The... 
Any, any stories you can think of that have no risk that have been really good? Well, I mean, no, I, not like the Nomadland, but okay. I mean, that I was. Seen it. But that, I doubt that it was, had no risk. That's yeah. Okay. I don't, because the thing is, this story. Because there must be stories that are quite tepid that have just been done perfectly. And like. Yeah. But, but I You can I, make things enjoyable without, but I, like, without, you know, necessarily risk or tension or whatever. But I, I do think it's conflict is, of course, an integral ingredient. Mm. Like, almost every conversation or communication between two characters like needs to have some kind of conflict and all right fine there is in this but like the actual story i can see ways of, of bringing out tension mm. but that there are none mm. like that, that there's no moments of like oh my god what's going to happen like you just so like you know there's supposed to be a really poignant moment when ernest is told that one of his children has died i didn't give a shit because i didn't know anything about the children mm. what screen time do they get and, and, and actually who are they and actually like Lily pretty much her non-reaction to her whole family being slaughtered in front of her eyes was unbelievable to me like she'd ne- she was like she didn't become more suspicious of anyone like she it was just well, like when did she become more suspicious of Ernest like, like, particularly Jared yeah but like she literally she cried a bit about her sibling dying and then, and then just and then the story maybe she didn't maybe she was in mourning for months but the story just moved on after she wept a little bit about her sister dying or her mother dying and, and like to the next death almost to, yeah to the next death and, and there was no suspe- you know the house blows up Ernest comes but you know Ernest disappears and 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 tells her to stay inside because he obviously knows what's going to happen. House blows up. She's kind of upset, and then it just moves on, and mm. and it was focusing more on her on her diabetes than which I found. Which again, that was interesting. Like that was something that was that was a real interesting bit of like historical context that they were misusing the term. That, who's uh, who, who? Right, hang on. <laughs> who's, who's misusing Isn't like the historically when they're talking about diabetes like in this movie, yeah 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 they're not talking about blood sugar levels yeah they're talking about a different disease yeah because I think it was Rene I don't know I don't, I don't know or maybe it was misunderstood I don't know enough about the history but obviously like she's not yeah dying of the diabetes yeah yeah or maybe it was but, but it's interesting that they've used something like you know there's something like diabetes that caused havoc Mm. in a community like 100 years ago and it was really interesting isn't the implication though that the diabetes doesn't exist and it's actually the drugs I mean it's certainly mm. in Lily's case like part maybe part of the reason that she's not suspicious or she doesn't and then maybe react so much is because she's like pretty much sedated all the time like Hale's mm. got Ernest drugging her um, or the doctor and this is the her. thing right we're sitting here confused about what the whole yeah, point of that you've, was. And you've, and you've, like, you know, like, I, 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 out, yeah. do, you know, and so it's, it was, it was a confused, it was a confusing mess. Mm. Um, well acted, I guess, but it literally sent people to sleep, and and that's <laughs> and that's where we are. I mean, I've got a few comments here that offer an alternative perspective. You know, maybe we, you know, yeah. in, in 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 invert commas, watched it wrong. Um, yeah. so here top comment we've got how would you see IMDB is asking me to rate it I don't think they want to know um, <laughs> a true story every American should know brought to the screen beautifully by its actors and director um, <laughs> okay uh, one of the greatest movies in years 
So this one, I'll go into more detail on this one because it's not as long. As the title says, I believe this is one of the best movies we've seen in many years. To start out, the acting's incredible. Um, I was very hyped and I was not disappointed. Despite the runtime, this movie goes by in an instant. I mean, you could watch it three times and it would only feel like you'd watch the original runtime. I think if I'd watched the movie three times in a row, it'd be like, you know, those challenges where you get locked in a room with one song for 24 hours. Yeah. Like, I feel like torture. that's how it would <laughs> that it would get me like that. The score, the acting, the story, cinematography, writing, directing, masterful and incredible. I'd 100% recommend this to everyone. There's a couple that, you know, four out of ten could have been told in two hours. Five out of ten, boring, overlong, cartoony characters. Yeah, um, to be fair, I'm kind of with that. There's a 9 out of 10 here. Touches upon an often overlooked piece of American history in the best way possible, thanks to the the, direct, um, the talents of its director and cast. I guess the one thing I will say is it's interesting to see a film coming out of America that is critical of American history because I don't often think Fair. they yeah. do that to themselves. They, do, they don't yeah. like to expose themselves as... as bad people I mean in a way though like if you think about any movie that documents black history in America does that Judas and the Black Messiah yeah uh, I'm gonna say um, A Trial of Chicago 7 there's a lot of like movies where it's sort of like the underdog heroes of history that are Mm. fighting the state yeah for for justice and And, and that's true but but they, they often seem to come from like almost underdog Producers and directors, you know, well, apart yeah, from Spike okay, Lee, fair. Spike Lee Spike. did Black Panther, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, the, something from Scorsese, yeah, you know, the, uh, kind of at the pinnacle of of film, producing something so critical. Is it that critical? But, though? but ha- however, you know, we're looking at a point. We we hated this movie, right? Yeah. Everyone else likes it, and everyone else is going to get is going to get you know some some interest out of what you know the old american culture was like um mm. because people will rewatch this i'll absolutely never see this never again this. um yeah. it will come on apple tv soon yeah and i think it's definitely not something i'd would i even put it on in the background i don't know like this i, I was no. actually thinking to myself um yeah. it's not worse than fast x but I could see myself watching Fast no, X yeah. so again. Fast X is a before shit movie, this, but it's still more entertaining. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's not told very well. It's it's corny. It's like unbelievable. Whatever I don't know. Whatever criticism you want to give of it, but like it's not unentertaining. Mm. And I think that's the worst sin you can commit. Like that's the worst thing you can do. Scorsese, like, is actually be that boring. Yeah, and it is that boring. Because at the end of the day, like. You know, people like you and you and I, like you know, we're going to the cinema, get you know, paying our fee, getting a bit of popcorn, wanting to like you know, forget about everything, and, and like just enjoy the experience. Enjoy and story, I just couldn't right? get wait to, I just couldn't wait to get back to life. <laughs> I genuinely like that's that's how the film made me feel. Want, want to watch anything else? Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, I I don't, would I have ever walked out? I don't know, because I think I was. I was so in, invested in, in the lead up to this that it was like a bit of stubbornness among me. I I, I mean, 
I wouldn't recommend people go and see it at the cinema at the very least. Mm, um, 100%. And, and maybe I should have been concerned when there were some screenings offering intervals. There was? I did yeah. not know that. There were some screenings offering 15 minute intervals, which I've never seen before myself. Assuming they used to do it yeah. back in the day where you'd watch 45 minutes of a film, have a break, and then yeah, know, finish yeah, off. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, for and I, 15 minute intervals for, for three and a half hour films, if that's going to start getting introduced, then. I don't mind the concept of an interval in a movie. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of theatrical. I love an interval in a, in a theatre production. Mm. But like, I'm completely against this move that cinema's making towards longer movies. Mm. Like, I think we've established, like you and I anyway, that like the stories that we like are shorter. It's the short. I mean, definitely the case for myself. I don't mm. know if I speak for you, but like the shorter movies that are, uh, or, or stories generally that are snappy, mm. neat, well told. Yeah, they hit way Start harder. Yeah, yeah, start in the middle, cut off just before a resolute ending, but like enough. That so it's satisfying. So there's an element of catharsis, like that's perfect. Mm. Don't, no, I don't need some like big drawn out build up. And this whole movie felt like a big drawn up, drawn out build up mm. to like ultimately a character that I didn't give a shit about getting arrested. I mean, the the fucking end, talk about the ending. Scorsese came on and narrated it to us. <laughs> that's how it ended. Scorsese himself gets on a mic and tells, reads like almost like the obituary of a paper, mm. like this is what happens to this character, this is what happens to this character. It's like, bro, you could have just done that for the whole movie and been over in 15 minutes. Yeah. Because that's maybe just touching on another, like, maybe maybe the heart of my criticism here. It's a confusing mess, but it's such a simple and basic story. Yeah. There is nothing complicated about this story at all. It's just told in a, in a convoluted way. And it's not even yeah. that convoluted. It's just nothing happens. There's it, no substance. It's that Christopher Nolan thing where it's like, you think you're understanding what's going on, and he doesn't like that. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it just makes it. But more no confusing. one's trying to confuse you. Like no, no one's trying to be more intelligent than you. Scorsese's trying to be stylish. Mm. Scorsese's trying to be deep, and there's no there's no substance to it really. Like this story, I could tell it. I tell it to you in 10, 15 minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and that's literally what he does at the end. Like he yeah. comes on, it cuts X amount of years in the future. And it's like a true crime show, like a historical version of it with a live band and sound effects, like presumably being played over the radio as well as mm. to a live audience. And Scorsese comes on as the host of the show and goes, "This is what happened to Hale. This is what happened to Ernest. This is what happened to the uh, to the Osage family and the survivors and Lily." And she went on to remarry. And you're like, "You've you've managed to rush the ending in a movie that's dragged on like two hours past a, past being relevant." Mm. Yeah. Uh, you still rushed the ending like I, I can't think of a redeeming feature of this movie I didn't finish The Irishman I'm not going to lie I hated it that much because mm. it was this, it, for me it was it was wrought the, with the same the problems same. but this was worse yeah 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 so uh, thankfully I think uh, Leo won't get the recognition for this film necessarily Probably will, I think um, really. well I don't know I, I think Phoenix is coming for uh, Academy Award number two hopefully you mean with uh, Napoleon I think, um, yeah, I think it's a good chance with it you know I, it. it's one of those I, I think it's I think it's set to blow blow a lot out of the water Napoleon I've got high hopes for it which is bad news yeah and if it's, it's another three and a half hours one that'll be tough I think it'll at least be two and a half it Napoleon. looks more entertaining Mm. and I trust Ridley Scott with being like 
entertaining yeah, yeah. slightly more than yeah. I do Scorsese Scorsese's got a right tendency yeah. to waffle hasn't it yeah or Wonka Timothy oh nah Timothy nah. might get the Academy for Wonka <laughs> we'll be doing that for Christmas um, <laughs> this is it like that's how interesting Killers of the Flower Moon we're ending this uh, podcast episode talking about other films that we're more excited about yeah um, look I d- it, yeah I wanted to like it I didn't I'm ha- I'm I kind of high on Lily Gladstone's performance, but that's actually she did. She you know it was she didn't do much. It was standing there staring at Leo, trying to trying to get across uh, the feelings of uncertainty, suspicion, but also a seemingly Deep total love. apathy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or it was like writhing about in bed, high on whatever that Leo was injecting her with. Mm-hmm. Um, the sc- somebody in that in the, those positive comments mentioned the score. Yeah. The score was like a simple drum beat that was played throughout. That I presume was there for tension. But three and a half hours, actually, it was great. Yeah. Like, there's no tension to it. It's just annoying. It and it wasn't. I don't know. It didn't seem to add anything to the story. The other thing is the total lack of connection to the setting. It's supposed to be Oklahoma. It's supposed to be Osage country. It, obviously, like the relationship between the white outsiders and like the Osage community was was referenced and explored but the actual setting was literally the interior of a 1920s American house or like a dusty sandy Oklahoma street Mm. and that was basically in a couple of shots in like a saloon style barber shop or pool bar or whatever Mm. this was this had the most boring setting imaginable and I feel like all of the gangster movies that he's done you know got Goodfellas and I mean Goodfellas really good obviously but um, The Irishman or whatever has the same thing Scorsese's trying to relive the the glory days when he was producing movies like Goodfellas mm. but yeah. what he needs to be doing I think is leaning more into the Wolf of Wall Street types mm. where you're actually making entertaining movies yeah. those characters were despicable but I was entertained throughout yeah the, this, these characters would, were despicable but I didn't feel like they were that despicable because I didn't give a shit about any of the other characters either nothing yeah. happened and it was yeah, boring yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and every time I every as soon as I heard Oklahoma I was, most of the time I was thinking about uh, Shea Gilders Alexander <laughs> <laughs> so that got me through the movie so Trolls Band Together actually beat in the UK as well Trolls Band Together kids movie uh, actually, actually beat T- Taylor Swift as well this no, weekend. Didn't. Yeah, Trolls Band That's Together insane. sang its way to uh, number one in the UK and Ireland box office. So there you go. I think I want to see that. 